Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Moose Eye Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and I hope you're having a beautiful summer so far. It's a super full blue moon this week, so I hope you're harnessing this creative energy and stepping into your power. I have a few new Musai mixes up on our SoundCloud page featuring artists such as Ava Ava and Caro V, both from Brussels, Belgium. Today, you'll be meeting Liz Soms and Constanja Puchetta, two of the winners from the Pete Kong DJ Academy Future Talent Awards of this past April in Ibiza. We discuss their new journey in the electronic dance music industry, club culture, the art of DJing, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Liz Soms and Constanza Puchetta on Musai Collective. to Musai Collective Podcast. It's so great to have you both here today. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm super happy to be here with you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for, for inviting us. Yes. Yeah, and Liz, how are you yes. doing? I'm doing good. And thanks. Yeah, super excited as well. Thanks for having us. Of course. So one of the main reasons we're here today is because you're both winners of the Future Talent Awards presented by the Pete Tonga DJ Academy. With Constanza, you being the grand prize winner, and Liz, you were the winner of the SAMA Award of the competition. And so congrats to you both. You know, that's huge. Can you tell us more about the competition, how this experience was for each of you, and what made you go for it? I, I have a story to tell, actually. When I uh, received the email about the, the contest, I shared the news with a couple of friends and uh, talked about it about the, the opportunity and I tell them I, I will uh, apply. I, I'm, I have a lot of uh, expectation about it. So I'm going to work and do my best to, to, to try to, to win. And then I had to ask to friends if they could help me to record the video, to edit the, the video with the, the audio because I, I didn't know how to do it. So I had to ask to a friend in Argentina. I was in Miami and my friend said, yes, of course, I will help you. So I had a very big team with friends helping me to could apply in, in the day because we had, I think, only 12 days to apply. It was a very short time to, to do everything, you know? Quick and short, but you you did it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I have more 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 to tell, but I, yes, I have more to tell, but I don't want to do uh, a big story. So <laughs> I'm gonna uh, leave the space for the, the story of Liz. <laughs> oh, well, I mean that's that's amazing though to be able to get that done with you in Miami and 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 get you know work with your friends. I think that's really awesome. That's uh, yeah. technology can be an amazing thing at times. My story is a little interesting. So I actually didn't plan to enter the contest. I saw it come up, um, and I was like, okay, you know that sounds cool. I didn't really know kind of what it was about. I kind of did, but, and then I forgot about it and I missed the deadline. They extended it for two days wow. and I saw the email and I was sitting here and I was like, should I, shouldn't I? And I'm like, screw it. I'm going for it. And so I had five hours to submit oh my God. it. Um, oh my I, it God. was the last day. <laughs> so I tore my apartment apart, um, got my audio ready had no idea what music I was going to play. None. And, um, got the video ready, tested all that and stuff. I hopped behind the decks. 
figured out the first track. And then from then on, it was just pure feeling. I mean, I had just no idea. Wow. (laughs) wow. In fact, I didn't even have time to listen to it before I submitted it. Because by the time I got done, there was only like an hour and a half left. (laughs) And so, and then I had to do the video interview and then get it all uploaded. So yeah, I didn't even listen to the set until actually after I won. And then I listened to the set and I was like, (laughs) I know. So it was, it was, yeah, I, yeah. That's really cool. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like, you know, when people are submitting things like this, they obsess over it so much and they end up doing it like 10 times recording it. They made a mistake, this and that, but it's like, maybe it's better. You didn't have to, didn't listen to it before you submitted it. You just did it and trusted it, you know? (laughs) Like as soon as I submitted it, I just let it go and forgot about it because there was nothing I could do at that point, right? You just It was out in the universe, so. And can you tell us how this experience has been for each of you? What's come out of it so far? For sure, most uh, important um, experience in my life. You know, I am living a dream, I could say, because traveling to Ibiza always was a dream for me. I never been there. I'm from a small city in Argentina. We, with my friends, always dream about to, to be in, in, in the heart of electronic music culture, you know? So when this happening for me was super, super important. And I had to do so much stuff to be there on time because I was living in Miami and I had to to move, you know, but because I was thinking to come back to Argentina before to know I win the contest. So when I received the, the new, I said, okay, if I'm going to leave the States. I'm going to do my travel to Argentina before. For me, it was more stressful the movement to prepare the music, the stuff for the, for the gig. Do you know what I mean? To prepare everything. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was more uh, stressful about the, the movement uh, and not because of the, the other important things that I had to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I finished my, my stuff, I had to travel to Texas because I played with, with Green Velvet and my travel started. Then when I arrived to Ibiza, I... I just start to to enjoy and relax and all the the stress that I lived before disappear and the experience was so so magical because uh, all the the team of the academy took care of me so well started when I arrived to destino they was there uh, waiting for me always uh, supporting me in all the, the three days I received the other uh, the other news about the other awards that I won and was more than I was expected I could say a lot of emotions appears in in me and was was super magical and unforgettable all right thank you for sharing Constanza Liz how's your experience been with this process and what's coming up next for you oh gosh that's a really good question um, <laughs> I don't know what's coming up next honestly um, although doors have definitely been opening as far as the process you know everybody's been really gracious uh, but I will agree there's been a lot of emotions around it I did not expect to win I, I just just really didn't. And so I got the news, a lot of, a lot of the fears and the doubts creeped in, you know, 
and also the joy. It was like, oh my gosh, all this hard work for all these years, you know, the validation was, you know, it was pretty powerful. Gosh, I don't even know. It, it, there's just been so many emotions around it that I'm still, I'm still processing pictures up on a billboard in London. I mean, it's like, wow, what do you do with that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were all up on a billboard in London and it's, you know, and so really what is next? You know, I think that, I think, that's my question, even for, you know, for me, it's like, what is next? What, you know, what is going to happen? It's been nice to get all the promotions and everything, but it, it can get a little, um, a little overwhelming um, because now all of a sudden you're kind of thrust into the spotlight. Um, <laughs> and I would definitely wasn't prepared for that. So I think as prepared as anybody can be. Yeah. And just take it's, one day it's at a time. A and journey. <laughs> ride the wave. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. Right. But I mean, I think the biggest thing was when I, when they tricked me. <laughs> and they told me I needed to answer some technical questions on video. And then mm. all of a sudden Salma comes on and I was like, oh my gosh. And I just cried. I cried like a baby. I, I was just like, she's, uh, she's been an idol and um, I love her story and what she's done and just the whole, the whole thing. It's been really mm. super emotional. So. Yeah, that's so nice. And it'll be so interesting for me and everyone else to see what's next for you and to follow your journey. So now I both, I follow both of you now on Instagram. So I'm interested in seeing like where this takes you and I'll be there. I support you guys. <laughs> Let's rewind a little bit. I want to hear a little bit more about your origin stories. When did you first fall in love with electronic music? And when did you decide that this was something that you wanted to pursue professionally? My first contact with the electronic music was when I I was 17 years old. That day was my birthday. And I celebrated in a in a electronic music party in my city. And that day my what I was thinking about electronic music changed because the electronic music that I I knew was the most popular. And that day I discovered that there was more to know, you know? And I had so so much fun. I I was super happy because it was my birthday and I was with all my friends having a, a really good time. And since that day, I couldn't stop to listen to uh, electronic music. So uh, as the electronic music wasn't very popular in my city, I had to travel so much times to could listen to music that I like. Uh, so I started to work promoting the events because there wasn't a lot. Do you know what I mean? was one or two per month, and we were a community. I think when... in that back in the days, maybe 50 or 100 people in my hometown. And nowadays that grows a lot. So I'm happy about that. I, I, um, I always try to make other people know this culture that I fell in love. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in 2018, I started to organize my own, my own events here in my city. And that's why I decided to become a DJ two years later, because I wanted to play in my own events. I, I hadn't so much time before because I was studying a, a university career before. I am actually, I am math teacher. Wow. And <laughs> Yeah. And I 
I didn't have so much time to do DJ, uh, my DJ career, you know. So when I finished my university, I I had more time to to do why, what I love, and I decided to to study to become a DJ in 2020. Nice. I mean, it's so interesting to hear. Like sometimes, well, a lot of the time, artists had the nine to five before fully taking this on as a professional career as a full-time DJ, producer, touring. Sometimes you got to start it off as a side hustle and you you did your parties and then that like enticed you to like want to start playing your own parties, which of course that sounds fantastic. So that's so great. (laughs) Yes. I I always, I could say I always work for promote this culture because since that day, my my birthday, my uh, 17th birthday, I couldn't stop to listen to this music. I fell in love. And then when I, I came to my first party in, in Buenos Aires, I said, wow, this is what I, I, I love. And I will try to this uh, kind of event uh, could happen in my city too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always work to help other promoters and then I start to do my own my own events and then I I started to become DJ producer um, and now I'm here and now here we are. <laughs> okay well thank you for sharing your origin story with us. Liz tell us a little about your origin story and what got you started. Oh gosh it actually uh, it's inter- it's an interesting journey. So um, as I'm older, so as far as music goes, music has always been a part of my life. I mean, it, it was I was a, actually a professional dancer, and then uh, I became a rock radio broadcaster. So that's and then, cool. Uh, a friend <laughs> of mine, yeah, right. <laughs> and then a friend of mine asked me one day. He's like, "Hey, have you ever mixed music before? You know, like DJ'd." And, and I was kind of, I was kind of naive and I was just like, well, isn't that kind of what I'm doing? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Have you ever mixed? Like, you know, and I was like, oh no, no, I haven't really done that. And so, um, he made me download some software and I had been listening to electronic music and, but I was listening to definitely more mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, electronic music, um, you know, uh, Avicii and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as far and more on the trance side. Uh, so he had me like download the software and he taught me about, um, you know, uh, the BPM and everything else and, you know, how to match them up and all that. And I, and I remember the first time I actually mixed two tracks together, it was absolutely magical. And I realized as an artist, wow, this is like the ultimate medium for me to, and and it really is the ultimate form of communication for me as well too. Right. So, um, I was off and running at that point and it was, and that was in 2018. Uh, and then, uh, immediately probably like six months later realized I could create music and I dived into production as well. Uh, so I've been producing actually since late 2018, uh, um, on uh, a different moniker, actually. Uh, so, and then I don't know, uh, it movement festival 2019 was actually, that was the catalyst for me. Uh, I went to movement, I heard Nastia play and mm-hmm. then I went to an after party and I heard the underground sounds of techno and I was just completely hooked. I was like, I knew exactly at that moment, this is what I want to do. Uh, and started manifesting it. And I actually, funny story, I walked up to um, one of the booths at Movement and I didn't realize who the guy was, but it was for um, DJ Times Magazine. Oh, yeah. And I looked at him 
And I said, I'm going to be on the cover of that magazine one day. And he just looked at me and he goes, really? And what makes you think that? And I said, because I will. (laughs) And so he hands me his business card and he's the editor in chief. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're still friends today as a matter. Yeah, we're still friends today. And he goes, I like your moxie. He goes, I'm (laughs) going to, you know, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to keep track of you. Right. You know, and. I actually contacted him after I won the award and told him what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's something, there's something super magical about electronic music that I feel no other genre of music has pop or rock or anything else. And electronic music allows one, at least for me, allows me to get completely lost in, in the music itself. It's not sending, it's not giving you some subliminal message with, you know, a lot of, uh, words and stuff like that. It allows you just to almost get into a hypnotic state and just forget about everything else that's going on. And there's something different about the community as well. Everybody comes together. There's no judgment. There's no any of that. Right. And, and so, uh, plur, right. Peace, love, respect, Mm -hmm. and peace, love, unity, and respect. Right. So, I mean, it's, I don't know any other genre of music that carries that message and that allows people from all walks of life, across all borders, across all races, anything to come together in, in one, just, you know, for one purpose. And that's music, you know, that's it. It's music. It's just the experience. So yeah, I, I, I don't understand how anybody can't get into electronic. No, for sure. Well, as someone that loves to be on the dance floor, like me, um, you know, there's, nothing better than like making new friends on the dance floor. And sometimes you don't even need words. You're just like in the vibe together. And like with all these people around you for a journey, like maybe you're on the dance floor for a few hours and you've got neighbors and you start to say hello to each other or like, you know, like love the track that's just been dropped or, you know, it's like you're there for hours sometimes. And, you know, you're really meeting incredible people from all over the world, all walks of life. And sometimes those people become lifelong friends, you know? So it's really cool. And of course that energy emits back to the DJ, which I think this is what you're going to get into now is the art of being a DJ is this beautiful energy exchange with your audience, with the ravers and the music lovers and everyone out there in the party. You know, it's a place where we all come to let loose and just disconnect and feel the music, you know? So how would you best describe these moments for yourself? And how profound can this energy exchange be for you each time you play? Like when you get there behind the decks and you're like trying to connect with the audience and then the rest of the journey for you for the rest of your set. It's the ultimate. I mean, it's, uh, and, and I learned a lot of that with, with lockdown, right? When we were in lockdown, uh, how important that energy exchange is. There is mm-hmm. nothing more satisfying and and just, like I said, it's the ultimate form of communication. Um, you know, I pour my heart and soul into every single set that I do. And my goal is to take people on a journey and, and I want them to come with me, right? I want them to experience that with me. And so when I see that they are and they're responding to every single track that I drop, right? And it's like, I catch eyes with somebody on the dance floor and they're just like, oh, I'm going to get emotional because they're like, yes. And I'm like, yes, right? I mean, that is, that's the ultimate. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. The The phones don't matter. Nothing else matters. It, it's, it's like that moment right there when you catch eyes with somebody on the dance floor and they are absolutely connecting with what you're doing and they feel that journey and they're on that journey with you. 
I think that's why I would hope that's why most DJs do it. I mean, I know that's why I do it, right? It's, it's, there's nothing else in the world like it. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yes. And you can send it. Yes. Yes. I, I, I think I've been the same. Always. I, I put my heart too in, in all my sets because I, I, I'm, I'm a teacher, you know, so I, I, I know what, what their responsibility means. And for me, being DJ is a responsibility too. We are the responsible of all the night. What, what the people feel if they have fun or not. I always try to imagine me how I would love to feel in that moment. That's, that's how I uh, let the music uh, work. Once I start to see the, the feeling of the people, if they are reacting how I imagined before, I just relax and have fun too with them because no all of everything is, is going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> flowing. <laughs> okay, yeah, ladies. It's flowing. That's the word. Flowing. It's flowing. And there's a vibe. You're flowing. catching it. Flowing. They're catching it. Everyone's catching a vibe. <laughs> I was going to say, I liked what Constanza said, you know, about it being a responsibility because I think it is, right? We, we have a responsibility not only to keep the energy going for the night, but I think also a responsibility to most people don't know what they want to hear until they hear it. And so our responsibility also to introduce them to new music, to new tracks, to new sounds, um, you know, that's, that's also it, you know, and all of a sudden they're just like, oh my gosh, I've never heard that before. What is that? And, you know, they just, they don't know if they like it until they hear it. And so, you know, I think that's another, another exciting thing about being a DJ is you get to turn people on to things that they might not otherwise hear and to see right. excitement about it, right? It's, it's, it's so, it's so awesome. I think that's one of my favorite parts about being on a dance floor is hearing new music, you know? So it's always nice, especially at, you know, the movement festival or any of these festivals really, or even just in a small club somewhere, you know, just like just this last weekend, we we're in Central Domingo, a friend, they had just opened a small club here and the music for me was just so on point. And I was like, I needed that dance, you know? <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's always exciting to like hear new music and explore new artists as well. Yeah. So club culture, which is a huge part of DJ, of your DJ identity. So what are some of the clubs that you would say that you have had a special connection with in your career that you've performed at? Actually, I, I don't have so much experience. I don't play in so much clubs in my, in my career, but, uh, last year I, been resident in Treehouse, Miami, and that helped me a lot because was one of the first clubs that I played. And as Miami is a very tourist, touristic city, the public always change. Every single gig, I, I had different crowd. So that was good for me because I had to prove my skills to adapt my, my, my show to different people. I, I really, I'm happy to, to have that possibility because it helped me a lot, a lot. Uh, I could prove a lot of uh, different kind of music and always I, I had good reactions. So that gave me uh, security. I could prove and ex experiment a lot of things. So uh, now I, I think I'm ready to play in, in another places 
because of that. Nice. And it's like you said, because it's such an international city and Miami, they're always having international DJs there. So the people know if they're in the scene, they know. And then like people go to Miami for the weekend or whatever. Miami Music Week, Art Basel, you know, there's constant flow of international music lovers coming into the city. So that's really great. <laughs> oh, gosh. I've mostly played clubs here in Seattle, except for when um, when I went to uh, Spain. And I have to say, uh, I played at a club in uh, Murcia uh, called Distrio 13. Um, it's one of two techno clubs uh, in the city. And the vibe there was so different. And the way that I think Europeans listen to music and, and enjoy music, uh, is so much different than here in the U.S. Uh, and I really, really, really kind of, I got an education. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, and it was, it was nerve wracking too, because I had no idea if they were going to like my sound. I had, you know, in Seattle, it's easier. I, I know what people want to hear. It's, you know, I, I've, you know, it's, um, I'm a little bit more in tune with the scene here, but then to go overseas, in a completely different country. You don't speak the language. And it was so amazing when the music spoke for me. That's, I think, what I loved most about it. It didn't matter if I spoke the language or not. It, we, we had a common language and that was music. And that really just opened my eyes. So, you know, I would definitely say just, you know, Distrio 13 and, and then the festival that I played over there. It just... um. Yeah, I want more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You that, often hear... mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, you often hear throughout certain artists or most artists' careers, there's always like a couple of key clubs that maybe like where they had their first residencies or where they're, you know, feeling more of a connection on the dance floor or like it made their career. Like there's, there's always a couple of those spots. So it's always interesting to know yeah. and hear about those little stories. <laughs> so the path to being an artist isn't, easy. Obviously it takes hours and dedication and practice and, you know, the ups and downs. <laughs> and especially when you're searching for new music and trying to like create the vibe on that dance floor and connect with your audience. So what advice do you have to someone who's thinking about learning the art of DJing and taking this on professionally? I think that the most important advice that I would like to do to other new DJs is know what they want to transmit. Ask for themselves why they are they want to be DJs. Because if if just if you just want to be DJ for the pictures and social medias, don't do that because uh, as I said before, it's a big responsibility via DJ. If you really want to, to do this for, for passion, for love, go ahead and try to know a lot of music because a really good DJ is who knows a lot of music and knows what music play in the right place. I think the way to, to do that right is having a lot of uh, music in your, in your library. So listen music, listen other DJs play, try to, to feel what, what they want to transmit, try to learn about others too. And I think that's the key. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And Liz, any advice you'd like to share? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Constanza hit it, you know, um, first off kind of, you know, why do you want to be a DJ? You know, and, and yeah, if it's for the social media and the glamour and the glitz and all that stuff, that's not the right reasons to do it because it is a huge responsibility. 
Um, and, and that, that only lasts for so long. You know, it is about digging. When I first started getting into underground techno, um, I had a peer tell me, they're like, learn the history, learn the history of techno. Where does it come from? Why are you playing techno? And I did a deep dive. I mean, I, it's, I've watched every single documentary, um, on the history of techno. I've talked with, I've had many conversations, um, listened to a lot of the old, old music, um, and, and, you know, how it all came about. And then, you know, just really questioned why I wanted to be a DJ, you know, and I know for me, you know, it's, it, it's about the energy exchange. It's about that conversation. It's about taking people on a journey. Um, obviously I'm not a supermodel, <laughs> so social media is not my, like, I'm not going to be like, you know, Oh, look at me on social media. In fact, I'm kind of like, Oh my God, social media. <laughs> I just want to play. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I've got, I don't even know how much music I have and it's taken me years, um, to find my sound, to find, um, my uniqueness. And, uh, if I could give any advice, it, it's, you know, be you, be you, who are you, right? Just be you because nobody else can be you, right? Nobody right. else can, can convey the message through music that you can. So what is that message that you want to convey? And, you know, it's, it's, you know, anybody can go to the top 10 on Beatport and download all the, the greatest tracks and all that stuff and play everything that everybody else wants to hear. But like we've talked about that responsibility of being a DJ isn't doing that. It's about digging deep. It's about finding that uniqueness. It's about finding those tracks that connect with you on a, on a visceral level, right? On a cerebral level. And then sharing that music with other people, you know? And, and, and I think the best compliment I ever got on the dance floor after I played a set was I got high and I wasn't even on drugs. And that, like, <laughs> wow. That's yeah. the best compliment I've ever gotten as a DJ, right? <laughs> For sure. Uh, so, you, don't need, you don't need anything, just music. Yeah, exactly, right? You don't need any, you, you don't need anything like that when it's good. Um, mm -hmm. but, I, but that comes from the heart, right? If I'm playing from my heart and I'm being true to myself and I'm being true to my sound and taking this seriously, um, you know, and, and doing my homework rather than just being a push button DJ, that's going to transmit uh, and translate to the dance floor. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you for sharing, ladies. I think, you know, yes. you offered your pieces of advice and obviously you're also on your own journeys and, you know, taking another step and another path. So it's really great to offer, hear you offer your piece of advice to others that are like maybe just thinking about it, you know, you never know who you're inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> you never well, know. Hopefully we do. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh. It's an amazing journey. So, well, I wish you both the best for the rest of your you. journey and wherever this takes you. I really do wish you both the best. So, the next part of this podcast, I would like to have you share maybe one or two muses in your life that you'd love to give a shout out to today. For sure. One of my first uh, idols was Hernan Catania. He's an amazing DJ. When I heard him, for the first time, I I feel a lot of emotions only with music, and I couldn't believe that a lot of people. When I I told them I I listen electronic music, uh, they they say, oh, but there is no words. Uh, how uh, could you like that? Uh, there is no words. And I said, it it not it's not about the words. It's about the feelings, you know. And Erlan 
uh, always, always transmit a lot of sensations and unforgettables. And also, he's a, an amazing human being. So it's a lot of inspirations, I think, for every Argentinian DJs. And actually, I have here his book. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Dream I mean. of the DJ. <laughs> and yeah, he, he was my, uh, my first inspiration. And I think I took this, this way most of the part because of him. And also uh, the other guy who inspired me a lot. And, and I think he, he is my closest inspiration. He's my, one of my best friends. Franco. The the funny story is the the DJ who was playing that that birthday was him. I didn't know uh, him before, and a couple of years later, he became my friend, and we helped us each others in in this way. And now uh, I think my my style is what it is because of him. Because be- before. I play more progressive house music because because of Hernan, and now I am playing more house music because of Franco, and because he inspired me and and he teach me everything. Both uh, have so much influence in me. Okay, thank you for sharing. I love Hernan Cantaneo. Amazing. He's played in Montreal a few times um, and Toronto, actually. Yes. And, uh, I think he a was just there. Mm-hmm. A lot of hours always, <laughs> but it's always an <laughs> am- amazing journey. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and Liz, who, who are some of your muses you'd like to give a shout out to? My muses, um, actually Monica Cruz. Nice. Uh, yeah. She was the first, uh, she was the first DJ that I could relate with on, uh, from, you know, just being someone closer to my age for one. And then, but the way she takes people on a journey is just so powerful. Um, it's just watching her sets on YouTube and stuff like that. And plus she's just super nice human. Um, but watching the way people react, uh, to her, to, to the journey she takes them on, uh, I really resonated with that. Um, and she doesn't play like super hard techno or anything like she can, but you know, she mixes it with a lot of melodics and she just, I just really enjoyed her style. And then, um, and then actually John Digweed. So (laughs) John Digweed is a huge inspiration of mine. Um, when I first started DJing, uh, a lot of people told me that I sounded, my sound was a lot like Sasha and Digweed. Um, and that, uh, I could just, you know, if they closed their eyes, that's what they heard. Uh, just that journey, right? And the, the emotions. Uh, and I always try to convey that in my sets, whether I'm playing hard techno or not. You know, even if I'm playing a slamming 155 BPM techno track or techno set, I will drop it down and I will play this melodic, like blow your mind out of nowhere because that's the emotion that I feel needs to be brought into that. You know, just because it's slamming doesn't doesn't mean that you can't have those emotional moments. And I try to remember that. And uh, thanks to both of those DJs who I have studied like tremendously, um, they allowed me to take chances uh, in my sets like that. So it's um, yeah, I would say those are definitely my uh, 
my two muses. And then of course there's a couple guys here locally that, you know, I, I like how they play, but you know, it's, those two are definitely it. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing ladies. All right. We're going to get to the follow your bliss finale question here. And can you share with us one positive affirmation? Persistence and determination are omnipotent. Okay. It's a quote by Calvin Coolidge and it's something I've kept with me for probably the last 30 years. Nice. And wow, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Consistent affirmation. (laughs) It is. It is. It's, you know, that's, that's, I think, you know, yeah, that's, you got to remember that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to always like have a little, a few affirmations in your back pocket to get you through your days. <laughs> it's gotten me through life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Constanza? Before to, to leave Argentina to embark me in, in a travel, in a traveling, I visit uh, a Reiki master. The affirmation that she shared with me was always present in, in my travel. And I, I'm going to say it in Spanish and then I'm going to translate it. And it's like a mantra. And it said, Todo llega a mí con facilidad, gozo y gloria. And in English is everything comes to me easier with joy and glory. I love it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yes, beautiful. When, I, when I want uh, everything to happen or want to to be quiet, you know, I always uh, repeat it. My master said at least 10 repetitions. Yeah, yeah mantra, no, which also it's like beautiful. gives you that like positive mindset to get you through hard times or just yeah. like give you the like motivation and be in the right headspace. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you for sharing your affirmations and your stories and the journey, the little bit of this journey that you've been on. And yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on you both throughout your journey and uh, everyone listening. I'll definitely link their pages at the episode description. And yeah, ladies, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your stories. And it's just such a pleasure to have you both here today. (laughs) Yes, thank you. It was super uh, amazing and fun to, to know more about Liz. Yeah. <laughs> and about you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, awesome. you both entered this competition as strangers, I'm assuming. And then now like you're getting to know each other more and more and surely you can like support one another on this journey. So, you know, that's always nice too. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.